The Stories I Wish You Heard is a member of Bunk Collective, podcasts that came to play. Check out this other podcast, one of many great titles, only from Bunk. Picture this, two guys talking about true crime, weird mysteries, horror stories, but the conversation is light, and mostly funny, and sometimes naughty. This is Scriptsalog, a Spotify exclusive. I'm Gideon, and I'm Glenn, and we're serving huge portions of horror and true crime twice a week. We'll make sure your cravings are satisfied, and you'll, and you'll be begging for more. Char. Char. <laughs> Check us out. This, This is, is Scriptsalog, available, available exclusively on Spotify. Spotify. to tell you but you weren't there these are the stories that i wish you heard on the moment you were put back together it's funny maybe not haha funny but certainly peculiar we remember the exact moment we are broken but not the moment we are put back together for me My broken realization came to me on my 30th birthday. I was passed out in the middle of Puerto Galera, alcohol and bad decisions coursing fiercely through my veins. There's a picture of me that somehow ended up on my Instagram. I am on the sand clutching a liter of mineral water, and you can see a little bit of my underwear peeking from my shorts. I was in a hamster wheel of a job, freshly single, with bullet holes where my heart used to be. I was surrounded by strangers who, just moments before, were singing an off-key happy birthday in a tiny beachside bar. I was nowhere I imagined I would be. I didn't know how to get up. I had hit rock bottom. In an effort to put my life back together, I vowed to take better care of myself. I wrapped bandages around my heart and built walls as I waited for it to be calloused and numb. I filled my days with attempts at meaningful work and my nights with meaningless sex. I read a BuzzFeed article about how taking care of a plant was the first of many steps to a happier and healthier you, so I bought a bunch of basil seedlings and haphazardly put it in a pot of fresh earth. I watered them every day, sang to them, spoke to them, and took care of them like no man had ever cared for spices before. I reveled in the idea of three new lives solely dependent on me. For the first time in a long time, it felt like I was back on track. Except I wasn't. Far from it. Despite my best efforts, the seedlings hardly matured. Their branches were stunted, their leaves pale and tasteless. I went through countless how-tos and YouTube videos on resuscitating dying seedlings, but after a while, It was clearly time to call their time of death. The cause? Suffocation by an unstable man's misguided attempts to get his duckies in a row. It's funny how that was one of the first things my lover noticed when he first came over. Of course, I didn't know he would be my lover then. He was just one of many faceless men having their turn at me. He noticed the branches, dead and limp, and asked me about them. I said they were nothing a crafts project that just never fully took off. I said I had meant to throw them out, but I kept forgetting. He scoffed and told me they weren't dead, at least not yet, and emptied the rest of his glass of water into the caking soil. 
He assessed the branches, limp and withered, the browning leaves that fell off at the slightest touch, and said he could fix it. He could bring them back to life. I was a skeptic, but also had literally nothing to lose, and so I handed him a pair of scissors and watched as he snipped at the dying buds. He was right. They weren't dead, but it would take some time for them to fully recover. He said all it needed was a little patience and a lot of love. At that point, I felt I could spare neither. Perhaps that was his strategy all along. His little project meant I would have to keep seeing him, and that meant I would have to keep inviting him over and over. He'd spend the night with me, and in the morning, he'd be tending to the spices, poking at the soil and speaking to them in a hushed voice. And so, as the first of the new branches sprouted out, so did the beginnings of a brand new love. Now I know when he said it wasn't dead, he didn't just mean the basil. And while I wrapped my heart in bandages and waited for it to be numb and calloused, he took one look at me and said he could fix it. He could fix me. And so skeptically, I watched as he tore down each wall that I had built, flinching at the debris that flew past him, peeling off each layer I had grown to protect my dying heart. It's funny, or maybe peculiar, but we remember the exact moment we are broken, but not the moment we are put back together. It's impossible to simmer it down to just one moment. The most you get is an epiphany, a realization that with a little bit of patience and love, you somehow made it back. If I had to scan my failing memory for that moment, it would take me back to a quiet morning in our first or second month together. It is morning. I awake to an empty bed. My eyes barely open, my hands search through the sheets for his. He is gone. I exhale deeply and think, great, this is how he leaves me. But just as I was about to jump into a spiraling pool of self-pity, I hear a clacking of pans from downstairs. Barefoot, I make my way to the kitchen. There is a whiff of garlic in the air, warm and familiar, almost like a hug from my mother. There's Tocino sautéing on the stove and half-beaten eggs in a wooden bowl. I steal a pinch of garlic rice, its salt and savory turning somersaults on my tongue. He emerges from the balcony, a sleepy smile on his face and asks if I slept okay. In his hands are the greenest basil leaves I have ever seen, freshly plucked and aromatic. He kept his promise. He brought the plants back to life. And in the process of doing so, he brought me back to life. And that is how all of his horses and all of his men somehow put me back together again. I will never be able to thank him for all that he has done for me. But I pray that if I keep loving him every day in the only way I know how, somehow that would be enough. Somehow I will be enough. Friends ask me why I don't write about him, and I guess it's because, for a while, it felt like I was holding my breath or waiting for the other shoe to drop. He'll snap out of it. He'll grow tired of me. They always do. But in the still of the night, when I creep into bed after a long day at work, no matter how deep in slumber he is, his hands find mine. As I close my eyes and let the darkness engulf me, 
I can swear I hear his heart beating. It is a heart that beats for me. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's story. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can become a storyteller by answering this question. Do you think a new relationship can help you get over a broken heart? Record a one-minute answer on Anchor at anchor.fm slash cityboy slash message. If you don't have an Anchor account or just need a little more than one minute, you can send me a voice message on Facebook by messaging my page at facebook.com slash the stories I wish you heard. Or you can send me an email at stories at thebunkph.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing by following me on your favorite podcast platform. You'll get notified whenever a new post is up. iOS users, please rate the show and leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app to let me know how I'm doing. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when we feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard.